Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to the Montana Falaska Show. Today I have Carla Joan O'Reilly in the house to turn on the switch. So we're welcoming her on, and <coughs> here she is. And thank you so much, Montana. I'm super excited to be here. I was looking forward to doing my first podcast, and lo and behold, I connected with you, and it's just been really spirited, so I'm like super excited to be here today, and I think this is going to be the start of something wonderful. Yes, I'm super excited too. I feel like we have so much in common after reading your book and lots of life, life endeavors and experiences, and I... This book is, I, I, you know, it's so funny as I actually went to go see how many chapters there, chapters there was in the book. And then that I was probably halfway through the book when I realized that turn on the switch, each yeah. letter was a chapter. I'm like, well, that's a really cool detail to a book. I've never seen that before. So it's super unique. And I mean, you live here in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. You've yep. traveled and spoke publicly and took steps over hurdles that a lot of people wish they could do and it's been a journey yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been a 10-year journey and um it, sometimes I surprise myself and every time I think I've learned something then I gotta go back because it's like okay I get um some sort of struggle or some sort of hurdle um life is you're always learning but I think the big thing with turn on the switch and what I wanted to show people is that that's exactly what you have to do. Sometimes you have to dig deep, you have to reset, and that's what this book is all about. And I want to teach everybody in the world to turn on the switch. And that's great because I know that that's what a lot of people struggle with. You know, they get into those down modes and upset areas, and they are like, "How do I get out of this? What do I do?" Or they downward spiral and they can't figure out how to find that switch in the dark. You know, you gotta, and it's. Well, it, I think especially um, right now during COVID, collectively, and what we see is we're all going through a storm. Every storm is different. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people are sick. Um, some people are home depressed because it's extremely isolating. Um, and kind of what my experience was when I went through postpartum uh, psychosis, basically, is those were all the things that I experienced and I had to think my way out of it and um, what I learned was positive thinking can get you through tough times yes I agree I agree okay mm -hmm. and actually that was something I wanted to ask you too uh, what what is postpartum psychosis that was the one thing I um, so basically, um, I suffered with postpartum psychosis and it's the most rare and severe form of postpartum depression. It happens in up to one in 1000 women. Um, it, it involved me, um, hearing auditory voices. Um, I also saw I had, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder along with that. So I had, um, scary visions basically um it wasn't a, a good funny story that happened with me um but what i learned through that experience um first of all was that thankfully i hit a postpartum support group and i realized i wasn't alone i met my best friend tanya bird and um she really taught me that this wasn't 
this didn't have to be a life sentence and I didn't have to be ashamed of the illness. Um, it's something that happens to mothers and I really, going through that was awful. It was hell on earth. And after that experience, I was like, I don't want anyone to go through this by themselves. And so her and I decided to write our first book, which is called The Smiling Mask. And that started my whole journey with uh, mental health advocacy, with public speaking. Um, and we wrote the book with another lady named Alita Patterson. And that really started my journey into the mental health awareness. That's that's huge. That's the fact that like you had the strength to step out of that and get help and take something so debilitating and turn it into something so positive is amazing. <clears throat> I actually got that word from your book, debilitating. Oh, <laughs> is that what it was? That's yes, what it was, right? It was. <laughs> and I was like, I like that word. It sounded really cool. So I, I love big words. I know that's weird, but no, it's good. so. Uh, I saw. I actually, you know, like I was on your Instagram and stuff and I was looking up Tanya Bird and everything because I wanted to see like who these people were in my own hometown and they're amazing. Yeah. And it's pretty cool to see that everything that you guys have done, you also have a documentary that you wrote. Yeah. We have a documentary and that was shown all across Canada. It's been used for um, prenatal education all across Canada. There's people that have seen it that you know, in, in other parts of the prop, like um, Canada that will contact us and say, you know, your documentary really helped us. Um, the husbands were featured, which I think, as, and also in the book, which I think is really important because the husbands go through hell and our husbands did go through hell. Um, however, what's come out of this has been um, huge education on postpartum depression Um, what's happened in our province in Saskatchewan we spearheaded that and we really advocated for um, prenatal um, testing I guess EPDS testing to have mothers screened prenatally for postpartum depression because had the three of us been screened it may have been flagged and we wouldn't have been gone through it but anyways fast forward our children are all now teenagers and this is really cool because I can sit back and look at my child and go, I did something right. I um, turned on that switch. I made sure that he was safe, happy, healthy. He's growing up. He's graduating this year. And, and it's really cool to see what's going to happen with his life. That is so rewarding. That yeah. is something that I continue to hope for. You know, like I... I my son's only eight right now so I I look at him and I sometimes I do things or I see things and I'm like teenager is exactly where I'm like I won't know any like I won't know until he's there and I'm hoping and praying that like what I'm doing is right (laughs) because it's hard to tell that with kids and yeah I I think what I've learned is so I came from kind of a perspective that everything had to be perfect and that was my worst enemy in life was I tried to be so perfect in my 20s going into motherhood going into life and had all these expectations on myself and going through this journey what I really learned is nobody's perfect imperfect is beautiful Um, celebrate your quirks celebrate your strengths celebrate the things that people think are weird I love that about people and that's kind of what I say too is 
I don't want to be boring. Like, and I kind of encourage that with my son and I've told him like, you know, you can be whatever you want. Um, he wants to be a firefighter and I'm encouraging him to do that. And I'm saying, you know what, go for it. And the other day it was so funny because we were driving along and he's like, you know what, mom, I really appreciate you. He goes, you're always so positive. And he's like, you're always a positive light in my life. And I kind of turned and laughed and I'm like, well, that's hilarious because I'm kind of a positive guru. Yeah. That's so (laughs) nice to hear from your son. Right? That's just amazing. So, yeah, I I really feel that um, what you give, you get with your children. So, loving them you can never love them too much um you have to give them wings however i mean i know it's been hard watching him grow and like okay letting him go off and you know (laughs) is he gonna be okay is you know going to his first party and those kind of things but if you give them the tools and then i think having that open conversation with them like i've told them you can tell me anything i will never judge um, having that open, open conversation with your kids is so important. And then I think what I really want to have happen with this book is I want to give this book to young girls especially um, because they need to know that they can do anything they want in the world. They can be anything they want. Um, and I want to give them all these tools because as they go through their journey, sometimes you know, mental health isn't, is definitely an issue mm-hmm. and having that self-esteem is important, but even especially in high school, yes, like... opening up their mind to understanding that they have to have self-worth and, um, just, you know, things that we learn as young girls, we have go through abusive relationships, um, that we, at the because time, we're told when a boy pushes us that they like us, right? you know, like, or, right. Yeah. Or you're just wanting to be so much in love with somebody. And so, I mean, I've struggled with that myself. And things that at the time you think are okay, but when you step out of it and you're, you know, 20 years later, you're like, whoa, that was really not right. Like, you know, so I want to be able to give girls and women, especially those tools kind of to look at. Yeah, I even find for myself that I, I had a lot of relationships that were that were toxic that I would just stay in because I was so desperate to have this, yes. to get married and be in love. And, yes. you know, my parents have been together since they were 17 and 18. So I'm like, I want that. But now what? I'm 30 years old and I'm like, can I? Like, it's very, being a girl is it's tough. confusing. Well, <laughs> and, and, I, and I think, I think too, it's, it's important to like expand your horizons on your thinking, which I've changed my thinking and realizing that, <clears throat> You know, when you're in your 20s, you think there's that one person that you're going to love. And that's the end of it. I don't feel that way now. Um, As I'm going through this journey, I feel like there's many people that you connect with that you love. Whether it's a man, a woman, and I don't mean romantically necessarily, but there's, there's different connections that you have. And when it's good and easy, then it's meant to be. When it's tough... And it's not clicking, and it's like, wow, this is difficult. Mm-hmm. That's that uh, connection that you're saying with. That was one thing that you know, like I I connect with lots of uh, people, like men and women of all, of all different kinds, and that was something when me and my significant other had got together. What we were like, well, like 
what do we do? Like, what do we do here? Because we love all of our friends. We love everyone. We connect with all these different people, and we love them. Yeah. But what does it mean, like, when you're loving one person? Like, to, if you're, if you're, and that's where I think that it's understandable that you should be able to still have those relationships with the other people too, and know that you're, you can still love more than one person, but it's just different. And yes. Yeah, and that's that's a healthy relationship. Yes, it is. And it's very hard to find because people are so confused on what is right and what is wrong because of society and social media and memes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and part of it is, too, it's like there are no rules. There are rules that are man-made. There are judgments that are man-made. There are... <clears throat> things that are made within religion and this is this is how it is this is how it's supposed to be it's like when you get out of the box and I don't know like what what my experience was with with the postpartum psychosis that was all meant to happen yeah I it brings you to here it brings me to here so I think what too what I want to show with mental health is stop thinking of your mental health um, illness or or whatever as a debilitating something you Negative. were born with or labeled so like basically with the with me I had this OCD okay OCD comes from how you're raised what environment you're in they're not really sure whether it's environmental or or DNA or or whatever but but my OCD when I learned how to channel it so I was like I had these horrific obsessive thoughts that that would be always there and haunting me but when I realized okay I can think positive I can transfer my thinking then I unleashed the positive thoughts and I can write books yeah well that's that that that, so that OCD probably helps you with that though because you're like I need to get this done yes so you're using it for a positive thing yeah for someone like me who grew up as ADHDs as I was prescribed Mm -hmm. it was it always felt negative for a lot of years you know they would try to put me on medication and then I would be like I can't and Mm -hmm. that wouldn't work and then one day same thing I would I was just like there's so many things that I can I can do multiple things at a time because I have this. Yes. And that's some things that a lot of people can't do. Like they need to exactly focus on. So taking that mental illness, normalizing it, and using it positively is amazing. Like mm-hmm. the people that can do that, that's it's cool. It is so cool, and it it is that's like you you know no one's the same, and everyone everything's different and especially when it comes to those relationships, as you were saying earlier too, like there is all these sayings out there that how it's supposed to be, but it's always different. There's always a different type of story. Nothing is ever the exact same. Mm -hmm. I always say nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Exactly. Even being in a relationship where you live in a house together, you still don't know every single thing. Well, no, that's, I think that's so true. And I think, um, the other, the other thing that I learned was, okay, so God gave me this whatever horrific illness. I'm not sure why. I know why. He gave it to me because he knew I was going to help people. He knew that I was going to write these books. The bigger picture and whether whether you're spiritual, religious, or whatever, believe in something. Yes. Is what I believe. And God is love. And God wanted me to do this. 
And that's how I came to terms with this. Is This was my mission. I was supposed to go through this. And now the second half of my life, I feel, and I, I, I want to make this, this is something important. You don't always have to learn from pain. You need to also learn from joy. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. So the second half of my life, everyone, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, everything's going great for you. And my dad's like, you always land on your feet. My dad is like a visionary. Oh, wow. He's a very, he is a visionary. This guy, he has, he comes out with the wisdom stuff and he's always like, he's like, you need to get that book out there. It's going to help people. This book is going to help everybody, especially during COVID. And he's like, you always land on your feet is what he tells me. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so when he says these things, it's like, where does this come from? Right. Yeah. It's so good to have somebody like that behind you, behind you. Like I I remember my mom has always said like things to me my whole life growing up, like inspiring things and things that have helped me. And I remember thinking as a kid, I'm like, she's so quick, she's so quick and she can think of the, the best things to like say or do. And I'm like, I want that like one day. One day I want to be quick enough to be like on the ball with responses and listening yes. enough that I can. And it's it's so good to have people like that behind you, you know. And well, and one of, one of the things my parents taught me basically is to take pride in whatever you do. Okay. Um, I also learned from my grandmother and, and my mother, dress your best. Always look look the part you're coming to do something and show up right Mm -hmm. and then thirdly when you start something and this one's huge finish it which you're probably good at I'm good at like it's so good at (laughs) like I believe that you're so you have so many if I get something in my head and that's one of my strengths and I read a book called strength finder and it gives you all your basically profiles it's like Myers-Briggs but anyways um when we read that book like myself Tanya and Alita so we read that and I'm like well what are my strengths god I gotta know this right so mine is putting thoughts into action Mm -hmm. so if I get a thought I have to immediately it goes down on paper and it's done I don't like mull around and go oh I don't know about this like with this book honestly I wrote the speech it drilled out of me and then I was like, okay, after two or three years, I was like, I've had it. I need to write this book. I need to make it happen. I sat down and like, it just comes out That's... and I don't edit it. I don't th- double think it. I don't think it's not good enough. Done. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing to hear that after reading this book. I'm just like, what? I don't edit it. I just sit down and it's done. I'm like, what? What? Yes. That's, That's crazy. That's because you're I was actually wondering about that too when I was reading it I was like I wonder if she works with somebody to like do all that there was no editing the editing would be was sent off to Friesen Press as far as any sort of grammatical but I also edited it myself right part of it Mm -hmm. for grammar but another thing I learned about writing is you should not be editing your own work well no because other people want to know if they're like you well, but you don't, you're not going to pick up like little grammar, grammar and stuff like that. You know, I don't worry too much about it. Mm-hmm. My gift is writing. It's not necessarily grammar. Yeah. And I'm not going to get stuck on that. Someone else can do that. Yeah. That's their Well, because you just get, getting those words out on the paper and then, yeah, spelling is right. the least of 
Let's to a, me too. Let some other scholar look after that. Yeah, I always say that. I always always use those kind of things when I'm like writing or saying something. I'm like, you know, or like I'll be serving. I'll be like, I'm here to serve, not to teach. So yes. unfortunately, I'm like, that's not my strength. Yes, and well, that's what we need to teach kids. Is I mean, that's what my cookie cutter, unfortunately education and this is this is what I really want is this book I want it to be a class because it's going to teach people that okay set a goal takes 21 days to set a goal Mm -hmm. but what's a smart goal specific measurable attainable realistic and timely so if you're going to set something make it realistic make it timely set something that you're going to achieve mm-hmm. this is like exact this is the kind of stuff that they should be teaching they really like yes they should because but because they should be teaching kids to be strong and independent and yes how to main manage their time and and use their strengths strengths like if it's something that comes easy to you say like i'm always astounded when somebody's like a good photographer or they're creative and they're doing they're like they can just paint something and it just is like a work of art yeah right it is me yes yes it's it's and then you look at it and you're like how did you do that and it, they're like it just comes I spent so many years being like I need to find my thing I need to find my thing and then and and then it became photography but then I got stuck in stuck in the oh my this other person's a photographer too and they're better they're different and then it took me like another five years to realize that's good like you don't want them to be the same as you you don't want to be at the same level you want to be at your own level working at your own pace and and that's the other thing that's with one thing that I believe is and it was Oprah that said this too you run your own race you don't look to the left you don't look to the right I don't care what Rachel Hollis is doing. She wrote a great book. Good for her. She's inspired a lot of people. But I am who I am, and my book is going to help certain people. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? Right. It's just about getting to your own finish line. Exactly. I look at people who have those different gifts or whatever, and I referenced Rachel. She's an amazing woman. Huge. But I look at those people, and I think respect mm-hmm. I respect you for your strength I respect you for what you can do what you bring to the table and I think that's really when you get around a group of people um and I don't, I don't know if you've had this happen but like so I'm part of Regina Women's Network when you get around a think tank of women that are like strong powerful they've been through the self-help they're like guided they all have the different strengths it's awesome I went to an event actually at the Grant Hall with a bunch of, it was yeah. about women and women in the industry and everything. And I, I'm pretty sure I cried a couple of times cause it's just overwhelming. so overwhelming and empowering. And you're like, feel like it just gives you this weird strength of emotion. That's like, that's your high high. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I'm like, well, so and proud. that's like, that is so for me when you know we go through these periods in our life where we have something you know bad happen or we have a trial or a tribulation or or whatever 
um, and you start to feel low and you start to feel I'm not good enough or, or this or that or whatever. And so another thing, um, I, I don't know if I've got the, the person's name correct, but I think it was Viktor Frankl. So basically, and I'm not sure about that name, but anyways, basically he was a doctor um, during the Holocaust that was put into, um, what's the word I'm looking for? he was he was being tortured by the nazis anyways and so he was a doctor but he was i think he was a psychologist so basically what how he survived that was he would go to his most um awesome moments he would go to when he was teaching a lecture during this um when he was being tortured in order to get him through that moment so for me, I always remember that and I'm like, okay, I'm having a crap day, something bad happened at work or this is, you know, why aren't things happening, happening the way they're supposed to? Mm -hmm. And so I will pull myself to those important moments that happen. So I was a women of distinction with the YWCA. Um, I was also um, mental health champion with the Canadian Association of Family Resource Programs. And I also won the PRISM Award in Musha, which was that night was completely amazing for me right mm -hmm. or I'll go to when I've spoken in front of 200 people at a conference and I have the command of that audience so when I have those low lows and we all do even Oprah yeah oh yeah it's normal we gotta normalize that I keep, right keep telling when you have those that. low lows pick from the box like you can have a some people call it a god box and you put in like your awards, your cards, things that have been special to you, your favorite books, um, say a necklace from a grandmother or those things that are prized possessions, go to that. And you can pull, and that's all about turning on the switch. You pull yourself out of that because there's been moments. That's really cool. I, I, I didn't, I didn't even, did you talk about that? Um, I don't know if I talk about the Victor Frankel, but I have the I, box though, because that's really cool. I don't know if I talked about the God box. Yeah, because that I'm like, because I was just thinking when I get upset, I look at things like you know, like I'll look at this cabinet here because it's part of this bedroom set. It was one of the first things I ever bought beautiful. for myself. Or I'll look at a book that I read. I'm like, you know what? I I read that book and I finished it. I can do anything. You know, it's kind of like yes. the stuff around me. Is, but if I had like a box that I could pull out, like that's really cool. Yep. You can cool. have a box, um, so you can have a box. And these are all things that, like, when I read The Secret, that's really when I learned, like, it was like I'd had a suicide attempt. and The Secret is what started me on this path, too. Yes. Rhonda Barnes. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. It well, changed my life. Everything that I did was done. I was like, that's it. Yes. I can change. I can be this person that I that was inside me all along. Exactly. Well, for me, it was like, okay, my friend was like, okay, so I'd had the suicide attempt in, in the hospital, and it, and basically she was like, this is it. So Tanya came to me, and she's like, okay, like, come on. I've been through this. You've been through this. We'll get through this together. But she's like, she's like, are you going to beat this, or are you going to let it beat you? Like, this is your last kick of the can. Come on. You're better than this, right? And you need a friend which is the chapter 15 heroes, mentors, coaches, balcony people. I wouldn't be, I've been using that balcony people so yes. much lately. I've been 
Yes. Every time somebody talks to us something, I'm like, yes, you're one of my balcony people. I've been mm-hmm. using it for the past week. I'm like, balcony people. Well, when you start to use that observation, you'll find out really quick who's your friend and who isn't. Yeah. Not everybody wants to see you succeed. And um, pay attention to who you keep company with because the five people in your life are the ones that are your biggest they say the circle of five. Mm-hmm. Those are your biggest um, influencers, um, you know, that kind of thing. So um, they also say when you lie with dogs, you get fleas. That's what my parents tell me. And it's true. So, I mean, at certain points, you're there to support people. You're there to help them and mentor them, but you also have to protect yourself. And yes. so I think that's important too. You can't be... You can't be all things to all people, and I think it's important if you want to succeed to surround yourself with balcony people. It is. I I did, uh, after my last, like I've always tried to do that, but after my last relationship, I was really keen on like, that's it, positive only. Like I need people who are higher up than me yes. and higher bigger vibrations. than me that can help me. Yes. Cause I'm like, I'm, I've been helping so many people when I'm like, I need help. Like exactly. I need to help people that help people that like yes. help all around. Not just me trying to bring up people that this they don't want to be brought up. Yes. When they're ready, they'll be ready. Yes. This but, is true. There yeah. has, and I've had to learn that too. There's a certain point where it's like, gee, you know, I've been down in the dumps. Where were you? Well, yeah. And that's when, you know, like even with you being a mental health advocate, it's probably, it was, it's probably hard to like have to know, like to have to be like, okay, you don't want the help. So I can't continue to give you my, this energy. Yes, exactly. And I've learned, you learn. And so now I'm at the place like at 43, it's awesome. Yeah. I've come into the, everyone told me when you hit 40, life will rearrange and it will come into focus and that's exactly what happened it's like I don't put up with crap anymore I don't put up with little mini battles um don't have time for that my energy is only used on can I can I change how this is gonna go I'm doing the best I can in every moment and I know that and what do I want to spend my energy on and it's happiness having fun it's spending time with my friends my girlfriends finding that special person and when you get to that place, it's almost like zen. Yeah, it's so crazy because right now in my life too, I'm surrounded by, I'm finding the women I'm really surrounded by right now are like 35 to 45 area. Ooh. And it's really cool because I'm, I can see myself being immature in certain, when I'm like, when I kind of like was coming up to 30 and I'm like, I got this, like I'm mature, like I'm like yeah. 30, you know things, you like, and then like now I'm like surrounded by these older, older girls and I'm just like man oh man like you're learning forever and growing forever and it's crazy to still see myself so immature but it's also exciting to know that there's so much more to learn and that there's going to be there's more things and bigger things and I'm like really excited for what's to come but trying to live in the moment too (laughs) it's hard not to live in the future you know so I'm kind of coming back to that because I feel like 
I've always been the planner. It's got to go like this. That's it's got to I'm be like. like this. I need to know what I'm doing on Friday when it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, I am. I've like had my whole whole week planned. I'm planned right till the end of January. <laughs> and that's how well, and that's how I was, and I still am to a point. Like, I mean, we had this podcast, and I was like, "This is gonna happen." I'm gonna yes. Work. But now I'm kind of with COVID. It's like you can't make a plan. Yeah. A week ahead. I used to have my life planned up six months, right? I'd be planning for, okay, this conference is coming up. It's been booked and I got to get ready and I got six months to do it kind of thing. But now life has slowed down and I've learned. I used to over prep, I yeah. think, at times. And now I've kind of been like, oh, it'll just happen. Like even today, normally with this podcast, the way I was before, I would have been like, okay, I gotta get ready for the podcast, and, and now I'm like, it'll just flow. And I was a little nervous <laughs> today. I was a little nervous today because I like, you know, my podcast. I've been doing them for about four weeks now, and I was just like, oh man, I'm like, what if I? I was like, what is it gonna be like? Because you're like, other than Kyle being on my show, like we talk all the time. So I was nervous a little bit with him, but the first time. But with you, like, we haven't got a lot of time. To chances talk. to talk in person it's mostly been through my mom I know like relaying messages <laughs> to us and getting the book and I'm like I was a little nervous and I'm like I'm like what if like you know like what if she doesn't like me or of what if we don't I get would. along I'm like I know we have a lot in common uh, the, but <laughs> I knew right away when we actually when we walked past because your mom was like my store. daughter wants the book and I was like a young girl wants my book yeah, well, this is like this. This is what I'm in. I love these books. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then, and then I saw you, and we like crossed paths, but our eyes like met and twinkled, and it was like she was like, hey, Carla, and I'm like, hey, Montana, and I was like, okay, we're on the yeah, there's vibration. It doesn't there. happen very often, like, but when I meet somebody and the vibration's the same, it's bam, and it's like okay minds meet and then it's like let's get through the levels and let's go higher let's you know what do you know yeah which we did this morning when we t- first started talking yeah I, was like, <laughs> I know I was like, was so very good. Often. like yeah well I mean it's crazy how relatable everything is and I think that you know starting something like a podcast or writing a book like one of your fears is one of your fears is like what if nobody likes nobody it. likes it <laughs> And it's like, and then, but when you talk to people, you're like, holy crap, like, you know, my podcast, it's like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're, you're relating to me so much. And I'm like, what? Like, I know. Because you feel alone when you experience things. And yes. to just get your voice out there and have people to relate to, to you, it's... Well, wow. and everybody's take on it is different. And that's kind of the other thing, like, I let go of that a long time ago. It's like, I'm not writing this for myself. This is to help somebody. So if it helps one person, which I know it has, if it helps thousands, which I know it's going to, if it helps millions, it's going to, that's what I wrote this book for. It was spiritually led. And that was the other thing that happened with this is, like I said, it just, when I got to do the speech, which is how the book started, this company said, okay, it's a power company in Alberta, like SAS Power we want you to come do a speech, my mental health. And I was like, okay, I want to tailor my speech to them. And I was like, what about turn on the switch? And then what about every letter is a tool? And then just, it just flowed out. And so that's why I don't 
worry about whether someone's gonna like it mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you if we're on the same wavelength it's gonna speak to you and you'll hear it and the other day so a, a lady we met through mutual friends and anyway so she got this book and she was phoning me and telling me afterwards this book changed my life and you can see it in her spirit on like what she's been doing she's a completely different person uh, and like the the best the coolest one of the coolest things about this book too is like you can read it front to back but you can also just open it up to a chapter and read it too and it's not overwhelming information it's like the perfect no. amount of information <laughs> it like really gets to the point and it's some of the things are things that you've heard before that are really good because you're like yes like that's it like I you know sometimes I feel like life is throwing things in your face continuously yes because it's like you need to you need to keep doing this you need to do this this is this Until is why it's here lesson. yeah exactly so a big thing that's always helped me in any time of my life is the affirmation writing your affirmations writing down what you're yes. grateful and thankful for yes. and you talk a bit about that in here too and to me I'm like I stopped that again how do I keep stopping this like I'll do it and then I'll stop for months and then once I start going down I'm like okay I gotta start doing this again because it helps me it's crazy it, it literally puts like this positive vibe to my day well, when, when you, I'm like exactly when you're feeling like oh I don't have I don't have much or I don't have enough or whoa like that stinking thinking is what we call it. Yeah. I have, I am abundant in all the things that I have. And when you start thinking like that, especially during COVID, okay, like people are like, oh, I can't go on a trip. Um, honestly, through this whole period of time, my life hasn't changed <laughs> during COVID. I know, to be honest, because mine's got a little bit better. <laughs> mine's gotten better too, because I'm like, and I don't know if I can swear, but I'm like, shit, I've yeah, been doing I've been doing this. Like, I don't go on trips. Um, I do want to go to Vegas. That's one of my dreams. That was I was supposed to go to Vegas. I haven't too. been to Vegas yet, but it's going to happen. Um and I want to go on a hot holiday. But as far as whether or not that makes or breaks how happy I'm gonna be, it has no no fact in it at all. My day to day happiness is I got a roof over my head. I'm safe. My son is happy. He's healthy. I've got food on the table. I have, yes, a lot of nice jewelry. Fifth Avenue, of course, if you haven't heard of it, check out the website, www.fifthavenuecollection.com. Beautiful, too, if you come to Moose Show. And, you know, I have beautiful clothes, and I have an abundance of beautiful friends. Yes. I think that's the most important thing. And even when it comes to traveling, I'm huge on nature, and I'm like, man, this is... There, this is a huge opportunity to explore where you're from. Exactly. Like, going out, and I, I, I went hunting last week with my dad, right. and, like, we're just driving in the back hills, and they're so, so beautiful. And I'm like, I'm just, my dad even said to my brother, he's like, she's just happy to be here. And I'm like, I am just yes. happy to be here. Well, like, Yeah, you have to do those things. There's so many, I think that's it. There's so many things to be grateful for. That I think we were missing before this came because I we agree. were so busy. You know the song, I'm in a hurry to get things done, and I yes. don't know why. <laughs> yes, I think this, well, this gave us time to, so like when COVID first hit, like I had gotten away from, like I do angel therapy and angel cards. I don't know, have you tried those? Uh, I ha- I do the, what are those cards called? They're just like angel cards, but yeah. I do like the... 
they're they're still the cards, but they're animal ones. They're like yes. indigenous ones. Spirit, so I do yes. the spiritual cards like yes. that. And when I it's so funny actually when I first got those cards, I like did the blessing and everything on them, and Ooh. then nobody's supposed to touch them except for you. And then Kyle, I just had a crush on him and he came over and he's like oh look at these and he's like shuffling my cards and i'm like trying not to say anything i'm like oh my gosh you're touching my has, cards but he has a good energy so it's yeah okay yeah him. i hope so i'm like yes. <laughs> yeah so well when yeah so when i had kind of gotten away from all that so then it was like okay COVID's here and i got time now i'm going to do some art therapy so i was doing the coloring which i found very peaceful then i pulled out the cards and like things things were coming yeah i did want i did actually when i first read that in the beginning of the book about the angel therapy i was like this yeah. sounds really interesting have you like, done it no like i would really be interested in doing that that would be it's awesome it would be really cool to experience well so when we first started with the book like my world was blown away because it was like my friends were they they were into the self-help they were into angel therapy they were into reiki um, they were into crystals, like many ways. And that's what I want to explain to people too, is expand your horizons. I grew up as I would say religious United Church um, Christian. Um, but I, as you expand your horizons in the world and whatever, I think there's many ways to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Who are we to say that that's the right way? Yeah, I, just a human. I always, you know, I don't have any specifics because I've looked into Buddhism. I've yes. heard things of, you know, atheists. I've heard things about, like, yes. uh, Hindu, like, I guess Hindu is kind of Buddhism too. And then, like, Christianity and Christians. And I'm like, there's a little bit of every single thing that I believe exactly. with all of this. I'm like, exactly. I, and so, some of it's just a different form of it exactly and you know what that's that's actually some of my favorite things about the authors of alan watts and jordan peterson is there isn't like specifics for them they're just like you know it's the morals of this stuff yes. it's not yes it's not just about that higher power it's about the morals that come from it and what yeah. you get out of it to help run your life a little bit the messages it's about the messages and yeah and i think this the the main thing that people all need to remember God is love. The main thing is love. What are you doing? Is it love? When you're reacting, when you're communicating, when you're doing uh, service with helping other people, is it love that you're spreading? Yes. Right? I think when you get down to the bare bones of it, don't make it so confusing. No. <laughs> don't put rules on it. Don't say, okay, you got to do this, this, and this, and I'm, I'm not going to get into specifics, but... Is this like a good place to say, don't be a Karen? <laughs> yes. Don't be a Karen. Just make it simple. Keep I feel bad for the Karens of the world after COVID. Right? <laughs> they have just been getting attacked. And, but so, so going back to our, my angel therapy. So when we went, I went to my first angel therapy session. It was yes. with Bonnie Bogner. Okay. So she is like an angel therapy guru and she's based out of Regina and she took her training from Doreen Virtue. So she is like a big guru of angel therapy so when you go into this you're just like what's this gonna be like like it's just like mind-blowing and she's like okay so she had the three of us girls sitting there and she's like she says to me actually she's like you're a high priestess right yes yes yes, so but what what i'm pulling from that is i have this fascination with queens 
I have this fascination with royalty. <laughs> it's so just I haven't thought about this in a long time, but when you said that, I'm like when I was a kid, I was like obsessed with Princess Diana. Yeah. Like I had like books and pictures and I loved her and you know what I loved about her? She loved everyone. Right? Like everyone and she was just like this angel. Yes. <laughs> and that's crazy that you, I just remembered that 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 was wow. so if you believe in past lives and Again, I don't try and get wrapped up too much in it, but she, what she said to me was, because we had questions that we asked her, and I said, so am I going to have any more children, right? Because at that time, it was quite a struggle to accept the fact that I was not going to have another child, because mm-hmm. I would, wasn't medically able to mm-hmm. with, with the psychosis. The doctors were like, mm, this happens, you got an 80% chance, an 80% chance you might not come out of it the psychosis right so it was like put cam first cam's most important i got cam i got my one boy i got a gift i'm gonna take that right but i was like okay am i gonna have any more kids and she's like you're not gonna have any more children but you will be a mother to many (gasps) that's so beautiful right i did you just get goosebumps everywhere yes and that goosebumps when you get the goosebumps that's when you know that's spiritually driven wow so i don't know if you've had the goosebumps i get goosebumps yes. lo- like lots when people are talking to me I'll, they'll say something and i'll be like <sighs> yeah like yes well that's the biggest that's one of the biggest clues that it's like on the right path you're on the right path right and so then kind of what she explained to me with with my son was she said the reason why you had this um she said is in a past life and I'm sure, you know, whatever, if you're into this, great. If you're enjoying this, great. It's a story. But in a past life, she said, you were a high priestess. Your son was a um, a soldier and you didn't want him to go off to war and he was ambushed and you lost your son. <gasps> so she said, this is why you have these fears about losing your son. So... That's it. That's incredible. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like, so I've never done the angel therapy, but I have went to uh, Amanda Moser. Yes. Here in the city. And she, she, you know, she taught, she talks to the spirits, give her messages and stuff. And she told me again, like it, I was going through a really weird time where I was trying really hard to be positive, but I was really anxious and like, I quit smoking weed and I was kind of falling back in Elka a little bit but I actually had went there super hungover the first time and I cried my eyes out and she told me you know like she told me things not to give up on and she told me that there, <clears throat> there, there's always people looking out for you and to continue on my path and it was really empowering I went to her actually four different times and it took me a long time to to go to something like that because you have to want to. You yes. have to want to because, one, it costs money, which seems to hold people back from a lot of things. Like, if you don't have it or just... If you want something, you, no, you'll buy it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> just, I was like, you know what? I don't care yes. if I'm late on rent. I'm doing this. I need to do this. I need to hear it. Exactly. And when you want... And yeah, so, I went to her. You know, I got her. My girl... I, I actually went to her because my girlfriend, Teresa, got me her book. She wrote a book too, yep. and it's yep. a self-help book. And 
She's amazing. I went, yeah. I've been to her as well. And it's just life. These people are so life changing. You're life changing. You know what I mean? Like to have all of these balcony people around us and empowering people. It's well, it's cool. And you have to like, that's the other thing is get out there. If you like what I want to show people is different things work for different people. We're all not a cookie cutter version. So like my, you know, basically I was put on medications and said, this is, this is your life sentence. And I was like, no, yeah. I'm meant for bigger and better things. I don't want to just live day to day and be horribly miserable. And basically, you know, I learned that I have the power to help people. So if you are struggling with mental health, get out there and help. Get out and shovel for somebody. Get, go get somebody groceries, a grandparent that needs it. Um, go over and clean your parents' house if they need your help. Start with your family yeah, or, or close friends, right? Get out there and volunteer. Yeah. That's huge. And then secondly, like it doesn't have to be a life sentence, but please expand your horizons on the things that are available. Medications work for some people. Some people, they don't. They didn't work for me. It made me, unfortunately, a zombie. The same. Um, I put on 40 pounds, which was awful when you've already gained 40 with a pregnancy. Like, I was quite hefty um, and just not good for your self-esteem. They did that to me, too. They, I, I, I got put on the medication, and I, I was actually talked about this in my last podcast, is I put on the medication, completely made me numb. And then I had a doctor tell me, well, that's how normal people feel. No. And I'm like, well, if this is how normal people feel, I'm good not being normal because uh, this is, this is, this is not life. This isn't life. That's how I felt. Like, and I mean, for some people it might work. Like you said, like if it's debilitating and you can't function, but I just, I, I made that choice personally when it came to medication. I was like, no, this isn't helping me. I can't do anything. Exactly. It felt like I want, and I could feel inside me that I wanted to do something, but the medication was blocking it. Yes. I think it's just what I want to say is it's not just the only way. Keep an open mind for somebody that I was on medication. I was on an antipsychotic medication, a very high dose. (laughs) I had a nurse say to me, how are you functioning? Like, holy crap, that could tranquilize a cow. Like, how do you get up? And I was working. I had a, you know, a baby. Um, I went back to work. I, I took care of a household. And, you know, no wonder I was, like, just basically zombified. I was well, living day to day. Yeah, and I think, like, I think that taking it, like, if you do have to take a medication, realizing that it's to help you get through it and to wean off of it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not about being on it for the rest of your life. It's about being on it to help get through those really difficult times to learn, to have that, to maybe open up your mind to be able to know, okay, this is how I was feeling before. The medication helped me here. So now I have to learn how to... The tools. The tools to help myself without the medication. Yes. and I Instead think, of just using that as the crutch the whole time. Yes, I think what, and that's what this book is. It's a toolkit. I yes. want to show people. You said, so yeah. It's gratitude. It's affirmations. It's positive self-talk. Um, it's learning about your strengths. It's taking pride in yourself. Um, setting goals. It's like thinking, dreaming big. What do you want to do with your life? 
you know, something that one of the first things that I sell to this day that helps me the most, and I know it sounds so silly and my parents don't do it and they're successful, but for me personally, I make my bed every day. Yes. Every day. And I, <laughs> I do it too. No matter what, no matter how bad my day is, getting into a made bed yes. makes the whole day change. Exactly. It is the best feeling. And then I don't know why, but I I well, make it every day. There's a famous speech that I have on my Facebook feed. Yeah. And it's an admiral or, or somebody high up in, in the military, and he's doing a speech to mm-hmm. grads, and it's all about making your bed. It's... It and is, it's so true. And I've always is, been a bed maker. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't before. I, I, I wasn't before. And I rem- I actually have memories of coming home and being pissed off at the end of the night that I had to make my bed for before I got into it. I'm like, great. Now my bed's a mess too. So let's just freaking do another chore for the day. You know, like I remember thinking that. And now, I, now at the end of the day, like my kitchen can be a mess at the end of the day. And I go into my room and I'm like, at least my bedroom is clean. Right. And that's what matters to me. I'm it like, feels good. Yes, so, it does. So, yeah, like, so I think that, like, with the angel therapy, with the Reiki, those kinds of things, I think just, and there's also tapping for anxiety, so the tapping solution, you can check that out. I've used it. It works. And deep breathing. Deep breathing, um, going back to good memories, that's all important, like, when you're in a shit time, like, and trust me I've had them even now like you know um if you're struggling with grief or I think that's a big part of (laughs) of of loss of uh, yeah and life and loss and life is accepting that like you'll always have those and knowing that it's normal to have the lows as much as it is to have the highs yeah you gotta pull like so that's what I want people to know open your horizons that's what I had to learn was this what I know to be a quick fix, which is the medication, it didn't fix me at all. Yeah. So expand your horizons. There are many different types of healing therapies, many different types. And the other thing is sometimes in order to move forward, we all have things that have happened to us. Tragic, horrific, abusive, um, memories, they'll always be there you sometimes have to forgive even if you don't want to <laughs> and if for, but what but I, what I talk about in the book so tool number I don't know if it's 11 12 but anyway self it, it, I think it's one of the last chapters yeah self-awareness yeah. self-forgiveness self-acceptance and self-love so so for me I, I had some things that happened in my marriage <clears throat> those kinds of things And I had to come to a place of forgiveness in order to move forward. And so forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person. They don't need to know about it. But in order to get over that hurdle, you have to forgive in that moment that you were doing the best you knew. Mm -hmm. They were doing the best with what they knew. um, And come to that, you know, that place of that happened, but I'll put it behind me and... I'm going to forgive myself for letting it happen, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're young, you don't know any better, yeah. right? So I think that's really huge is l- working through forgiveness. 
Yes. And that might be with your mental illness. You might be like, oh, I did this wrong or, or, you know, I had an addiction or whatever. We all have addictions. Yes. And we all have mental illness of some level. Yes. You know? So I I did want to point out uh, the breathing thing, which is crazy. Uh, Deep breathing. Yes, deep belly breathing. If you you think that it's silly or you're like, what do you mean I breathe all the time or I deep breathe, you really need to understand – what deep breathing is because I remember when I first finally understood breathing I was having a panic attack mm-hmm. and I like googled a second like uh, I was like Goog- I-, I googled somebody I was laying in the bathtub and I was having a panic attack and I couldn't sleep and this panic attack had it was hours into the next day and I was like messaging people sending emails being like somebody help me I can't breathe I don't know what's going on and I actually had a lady call me and she's like you need to breathe and I'm like I was mad I was like what do you mean I am breathing don't tell me to breathe and she's like and then I was like breathing and she's like breathe through your stomach and I'm like I'm like what do you mean I'm trying and I'm like it hurts is it supposed to hurt and she's like no whatever you that's not it (laughs) it's not supposed to hurt stop whatever you're doing and I I was like okay well whatever and I ended up hanging up and I kept trying to breathe And I was just, I had so much anxiety that my chest was so tight, it was like hurting because it was hard to get past that panic mode, that fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And that was when I finally realized that I wasn't breathing properly into my stomach. And I swear from that day forward, I've still had anxiety and panic attacks, but it has never been that that debilitating. Yes. Since then. Like, that breathing is awful. Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's so important to do it right and to understand what deep breathing actually is. Yes, it's important to know that and definitely to get your when you I mean I still have it where I'll start to I'll start to have OCD about the weirdest stupidest things. <laughs> did I shut the coffee pot off? Oh, you know, yeah. did I shut my curling iron off? And then I'll be like dr- driving along and in the middle of the night I'll think about oh my gosh did I forget I forgot to do this oh I'll have know. panic attacks about my son in the middle of the night I'll be like sleeping by the front door or something or I'll go to look in his room to make sure he's breathing still at yes. eight years old I still do that <laughs> yeah I think I stopped doing that with Cam when he was 13 I, every once in a while I would get up and I'd go in his room and I'd be like are you breathing <laughs> yeah I'd like have to touch him I'm like okay you're he's okay. still breathing <laughs> what mom what <laughs> like, yeah he'll be like you scared me and I'm like I'm sorry I'm just yeah. worried <laughs> and then but you know what I tell him listen you little stink I'm like you know what someday you're gonna have a little little one and you'll be doing this and you'll understand because it's having a child is like you've never loved something like you love that child right yeah I've even said that to Kyle before I'm like I know that you love Benito but like the love that you have from when they're first born yes is life changing yes it is life-changing you can carry a baby in your belly and you still do not know that love yeah until, until that baby comes out of you and I know. you look give it like just thinking about it i just want to cry I know. And it's just like right. oh and to th- just wow human life is well, the it, greatest experience you well, know it, it is and, it, and i and i think i don't know at first i was like oh why did i have a son <laughs> You know, like I'm such a girly girl and and this and that and whatever. But it, again, they say they say you choose your your parents, right? Mm-hmm. So Cam chose me for whatever reason. But anyways, um, 
for me, I think for what God wanted me to have is like, okay, you need to go and have fun. You need to learn to have fun, right? Mm-hmm. And just be reckless and be spontaneous and play and, and right? So it was like Cam taught me to like play with trucks and play with swords and play with bugs and, you know, all those things. Like I had to learn to do that. That's funny because with Ben, I feel like he's, <laughs> I was gave Benito to teach me to be patient. Yeah. Like, you need to slow down. Like, it's okay yes. to have fun, but, like, calm down. Calm. You need to be patient. You need to, and I struggle with that. And actually, that's the same thing I feel like, which I was asking for it. I remember asking, I need to learn to be patient. I want to learn to be patient. And now I have these two men <laughs> that are so patient. And, well, like, obviously, Ben has a bit of my hyperness, but, like, they're so much more calm and patient than me. Yes. And,. They both like to game for hours, and I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, Yeah, we got to get some stuff done. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I have to do my own things. Like, I have you come play with me. <laughs> like, right? yeah. So it's it's crazy to the things that well, and they're gave to us it's for. It's good to have the yin and the yang. Yes. Right? And my son says that to me all the time. He's actually Chinese, like, on his dad's side. So he is always telling me, yin and yang, mom, yin and yang. And I'm like... Yes. Like what? Dark. <laughs> like stop knowing more than me. Well, and d- darkness and light. So yes. That, so that's another thing. You have to have them both together. Yes. So so one of the other things that I learned through this too is like everybody has two sides. That's that switch. Right? It's the switch, but it's also called the shadow. So there's a book called The Shadow Effect. Yes. And it's basically like um, you'll have these people that are very perfect they do no wrong they you know try and stand up to everybody's standards mm-hmm. but they have a shot everybody has that shadow and you'll find out so it say basically in the media with celebrities you'll have this cookie cutter per- person that's perfect that does everything right that's you know everybody feels is so perfect but then they're off doing wicked things oh. right so you say not just reminds me of my my not my previous ex-boyfriend but the boyfriend before that his ex-wife was crazy like that like yes it was crazy how she tried to perceive herself yes on social media and yes and then I knew the darkness behind it and or the shadow and I was just like it was so again I'm going to use the word debilitating to see yeah somebody so evil but perceived so yes so, so one thing that I've learned, right, is mm-hmm. because I, I try the goodness and all that kind of stuff, but, but everybody has their quirks and their things that aren't perfect or whatever. So, you know, what I try to do is, so let that side, I've let that side of me out, I guess, in the last year mm-hmm. and had some fun. So there are things that I do that people would be surprised. I smoke. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Again, that is surprising. And I, quite often, people will be like, "What?" Which is weird because people are surprised when I tell them I don't <laughs> smoke or drink. They're like, "You don't." Right. What? <laughs> right. Because I, I used to be a huge pothead and I drank lots and like I actually quit drinking for two and a half years, came back and then I I quit again. I've been quit now for four, uh, three months. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, it'll be four months this month, but yeah, it's like people. And people, it's so weird how people just think that, like, you tell people things about you and they're just, like, think it's so weird or... 
Yeah. But I think, so for me, I mean, yes, I know it's bad. But I'm one of those people, I don't smoke all day long, whatever. It's kind of a crutch. It's something I do that's, I enjoy it. It's, I'm one of those people where I'm like, but I love it. Everybody I'm has not ready to give it up yet. I'm not ready yeah. to quit. Um, I know it's not great. And yeah, it's maybe irresponsible, but I'm like, ah, oh, thus far, I'm 43 years old. I'm successful. I have a good life. And so, you know what? If you can't cut loose once in a while, I think you need to do that. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I do agree. And that's what actually makes it so hard not to drink or smoke is that, you know, that's, that's exactly it. I was like, what do I do to, it's, I think, I think, I think it's learning the balance. Yeah. And some, I mean, that is what some people struggle with, with their addictions and whatever is when you can't, there is a no balance. There isn't a balance. I've tried. I've quit and started and quit and started. And I'm like, I can't find a balance. So yeah, I do drink non-alcoholic drinks and I drink them just as hard and just as fast as I would if it was alcohol. And the fact yeah. that that's how I am, even with non-alcoholic drinks, I know that I can't go back to drinking. Right. I do. You know what though? I do smoke weed like once every month or two, but then I don't like it. No. I, I did it for years. And now when I smoke it, I, I get anxiety. Yeah. Which is so weird considering I smoked it for so long. Well, right. And, and yeah, so it's, I think it's just finding that balance and learning that no nobody's perfect I'm not gonna be the perfect you know even saying that I smoke as this person that's written this book it kind of goes against what you know being healthy in this you know and 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 walking the talk and whatever but what I'm trying to show people here is like I'm not perfect well yeah and I think that everybody has their thing and that's the other thing I what I what I want to show with this book and and who I am is I accept you. Yeah. I accept you if you've had this journey and I accept you if you've had this journey and I accept you if you've done this and you've transformed your life or whatever. My view on it is what do you bring to the table? Yeah. Something like, you know, nobody is perfect. I have, I have a short temper and I, I do, I do have a short temper and uh, it's really hard to get past <laughs> I try so hard not to and you know something where your find, blood boils yeah or where I find myself like you know I'll be in I used to be the worst in drive throughs mm-hmm. you know we would go through the drive through I'll, I'll try to <laughs> oh well not the honker more I'm more mad at the people that are working where I'm oh. like where I'll be like this is what I'm ordering and they're like okay that comes to this I'm like no I'm not done yet and you're not doing your job right because you're supposed to ask me would I like anything else with that you know like and to voice that to them yes. and then that's not right <laughs> shouldn't do that which I've, I've I've actually gotten better at that I'll like breathe yeah. <laughs> it's like okay this is I want a double cheeseburger with no onions and extra pickles okay so that was a double cheeseburger with no pickles and I'm like oh dear try this again I know start from the beginning <laughs> yeah the one I, time I, ordered, I could be like to that too and I'm just like I have I'm like I have expectations here I want it how I want it right well, and I'm so rude sometimes I'm like you have such an easy job and it's like, okay, that's rude. That's rude. It's not easy for everybody. And sometimes, 
sometimes I'm like, are you texting back? <laughs> it's yeah, not my business. Well, and I find now that I've kind of relaxed a lot I'm kind of more like hey like today I'm like going to the drive-thru and I'm like I'm gonna get Montana coffee and I'm getting which I appreciate I did drink and I'm like this is gonna be great and I and I'm saying to them like have a good day right but that's just exactly it it's when you start using the secret yeah that it does that it you've been you'll get what you get and then you'll like go through the drive-thru and then I'm like okay I'm heading up to wherever oh rockstar parking I get a parking spot right in the front of the store and it's like okay god (laughs) yeah god is things are rolling like they're supposed to you get what you give well yeah yeah and when you when you start to get on that roller coaster of the fire and the things are rolling and it's electrical, yeah, which is what turn on the switch is an electrical explosion, yeah, transformation, yes, things it is. things can really and it's pretty. Can yeah. I just say that yeah, it's a very you. pretty book? <laughs> well, I came up with the idea, so I drafted what I thought I said to the this lady that does art because I'm not a drawer. I said, okay, what I want is I want a light bulb. I want sparkle, I want a ribbon, I want the black cover. I saw it all in my head. Yes. Because I can do that, right? So I said, this is what I want. So she came up with the idea, sent me the draft or whatever, and it was gorgeous. And that was my mock book cover. And then when I went to Freeze and Press, I said, so they draw their covers. And I said, here's my mock book cover, take it and make something. So they sent me three different book covers and the first two I was like one of them looked like a horror story book like it was a white page with a white (laughs) switch and I was like that to me looks like a horror story book yeah that that would not happen I'm just imagining what that would look like and I'm like "Mm." and then the next one was more cartoony and I was like this is not what I want I'm thinking and anxiety was coming out right because I was telling my boyfriend at the time I'm like I'm getting a little pissy here like this better make this better happen and then the third cover it was this one and I was like oh (laughs) this is what I want this is exactly what I want that's perfect yeah I love it I think it's awesome so we will I think that this has been really great yes and I think I know that you have some stuff to do today and of course so we'll, we could, I think we, we could, could talk all day long. I, we literally could and you know what that's so funny about philosophers too we they say the same again. thing like yes we should do it again I think it's great I know that so turn on the switch Carla Joan O'Reilly uh tomorrow she actually has a book signing next Friday yep. next Friday Saturday. next Saturday and yes. that's the 12th correct yep next Saturday December 12th 2020 at the town and country mall in Moose Jaw yep. she's going to be doing a book signing there uh they're perfect stocking stuffers for your loved ones and it's a great book it's helps anybody so it's on can, Amazon too and it's on Amazon that's great I love that. You can download it on Kindle, Google Play. That's amazing. Yeah. So there we go. That's that makes it even more that makes it even more awesome that you can get it on those things too cuz I like to read stuff on my phone as well. So, we will end with saying thank you for coming, Kyla. Thank you. It's been sp- scary, scary, magical, and spirited. Yes, I agree. That's a perfect <laughs> way to describe it. It's been amazing, and I'm so glad I got to turn on the switch with you today. Thank you. It was an awesome podcast. Thank you. And remember, we are doing podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Montana Palaska Show. And thank you all for listening and tuning in. Have a great day. Talk to you later.